Hello. Hi, how are <laughs> you? Gr- greetings from the UK. Great. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity to speak to you. Uh, so thanks well, for thank taking you. the time out. Um, how, I suppose I should start with, how, how's the gig going? Was it a good gig last night? Did it? it was fantastic. We had a great time. And the tour in general, is it, has it been a good tour so far? It's been really good, yeah. We've played uh, all different kinds of places, uh, you know, uh, all over the place. And we have, um, you know, it's exciting. We have a great band, so it's just fun to play anywhere. Right. And, and what, what is the band now? Is it, is it still just the, the little sort of uh, organ trio kind of thing with Luan singing, or have you increased well, the size Lou of the band? Well, it's but I have, uh, no, I have the... Um, I have the tenor sax and the baritone saxophone, uh, uh, a string bass, and um, George Raines on the drums and Billy Pittman on the guitar. So, plus Lou Ann. Right. So you've increased the size of the band for these yeah, last, uh, for the, for the last know, two. Bill albums. Willis, the guy, the the guy who played organ uh, for years and years, he passed away a couple oh, of years ago. Right. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. I didn't, I didn't realize. I do apologize. Yeah. Uh, right. So. So you've got a new album out. Um, Jimmy plays more blues ballads and favorites. A follow-on from the from the last album plays blues yes. ballads and favorites. Did you have the stuff recorded uh, for this album last time, or is this a have you just gone into the studio and recorded this again recently, or did you have it in mind to do a series of albums called Blues Ballads and Favorites? Well, what uh, really a little bit of all of that. What happened was I just didn't want to quit. I had so much fun with the last album that uh, I would. I just kept recording. I never stopped. So uh, even though the last album came out and retoured when I when I was home, I, I would book the studio and go in and you know record more songs and they added up and uh, I, it was. I was just having a lot of fun, and right. I didn't want to stop. That's right. what happened. And, and do you foresee a, a third album in the series? or? Well, I, uh, I, my method uh, of just recording uh, all the time, I'm going to keep doing that. So Right. Uh, do, do you have a, a... I don't really have a plan, except that I'm just recording the stuff that I like. Sure. You know. do, do, do you record it in, in a studio in your... In your own house, or do you, do you book a studio these days? Or well, I, I found a studio down the street uh, from me uh, in Austin that's um, that's got everything I want, and you know has tape. Right. So so we use uh, tape and um, and a lot of the old stuff. Plus, we use the new stuff too. So right. So but we have a board and tape and. And, uh, but you're not adverse to using Pro Tools if need be, sort of thing. Oh no, I, I'm not against Pro Tools. See, the only the thing that Pro Tools guys used to use a razor blade. Now they use Pro Tools. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Just a little easier. But we still use, uh, you know, we still use all the other stuff. So right. And, and do you record it live uh, without overdubs yeah, or yeah, just to get the band together? Live and uh, you know, if I need to do a guitar lead over or play a rhythm part or a lot of times I, I sing it over and you know until I like it sure better, you know okay and, and so that the songs that, that that are on the albums are these songs that you've you've grown up with over the years and and that you've just thought I've got to get these songs recorded because they they were influential in my beginning years or are they just how, how have you well, gone about the, the songs? a lot of that is is the case um 
And then, uh, you know, if you get into one artist, you'll, you'll find, um, like, um, you find one guy and that guy leads you to another guy and then the, that song leads you to another song. And, you know, I'm, I'm uh, just constantly on that journey, you know. Right. Uh, who- and uh, it's really fun. I don't think there's, it's possible to run out of uh, material. There's a lot of good songs out there, isn't there? Let's face it. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, who who were some of your early influences when you were growing up in in Dallas and stuff? Who well, sort of made uh, you think? There was a lot of the there was a lot of the local guys. Um, um, uh, there was Freddie King. Um, uh, you know, my uncles played country music, so right. um, I was I was always. Um, Listening to uh, Webb Pierce and uh, um, Lefty Frizzell and Bob Wills and uh, all that kind of stuff, right? Which is really the same as blues, just a slightly uh, happier version at times, isn't it? But uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, I, if you listen to the really old country, I mean, it's the same to me. I right. I I found a lot more similarities than uh, differences. So the both. Both lovely styles to, to listen to, that's for sure. And uh, something that the, the listeners of the show do, we listen to all kinds of country and western and blues and rhythm and all the way up to extreme metal, uh, probably next after this interview. But uh, there you go. <laughs> um, well, I, I like it all. So, But, I, you know, I, I have my own thing that I do, but I listen to a lot of different things. Right. And so you were, you were growing up, obviously, and you were into this guitar. What was it? What was it about, like, for instance, Lefty Frizzell and, and Freddie King? What was the thing that made you think, oh, I love that, that sound? I mean, I'll give you an example. I think it was just the, I think it was just the beat and the raw, the soul, the feeling of it, you know? Right. Uh, it's just... Um, but there's nothing particular about those, for instance, Freddie King's guitar style that's... You know, you, well, you, you know, it was everything think, oh, about it. I mean, I I couldn't believe how they. Uh, I couldn't figure out how do those guys know what they're going to play. You know, when I first started, I was like, how do they know what to play? And uh, so I've I've been on a a forty year uh, <laughs> journey of figuring journey out what to, to play. Figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel that but, you, you know? And you know, the answer to that is is that. Um, it's different every time, so you you have to sort of cultivate your mind. You have to ask yourself, what do I hear, and what is my style, and then try to play that. Sure. Um, so that's that's so, been the fun of it. Yeah. Um, the the fabulous Thunderbirds then was probably the yes. the first time that you came to prominence as a as a guitar player. Um, certainly in the UK. Great band. Lovely sound. What was it that made you think, you know, I think I'll go solo. I think I've had enough of, of a band situation and I want to try doing my own thing. What Was there a particular reason or did you just think, oh, I've had enough now and I want to go off and do my own thing? Well, you know, I was I, I, I started the Fabulous Thunderbirds um, and, uh, you know, it was my dream at the time and I did it for 15 years. Right. So... Uh, it was just time to do something else, you know. It just it just felt like it was time to break away, and okay. 
you know, it wasn't any particular one reason. Uh, you know, I mean, I was, I also, you know, had problems like I was drinking too much, and so. Um, you just felt you needed a bit of a break from that. Whole... I needed to. I needed to. I just said, "You got to stop the bus and let me get off." <laughs> and uh, I had to go and try to get myself together a little bit, and uh, and, and then uh, I fell into that. Um, uh, then Stevie and I made a record together, and uh, family style. It, yes. Yeah. And it, and it, then it just seemed like the thing to do, you know. So I just kind of followed my nose, um, or uh, my my heart and that and, album um, i mean it was a fantastic album uh a, a great mix of of yourself and stevie's playing styles and of course the, the slightly funky overtones from niles production and things like that really really good album D do you feel that uh, had your brother lived uh that you might have done another album like that uh, oh yeah absolutely um you know we had so much fun we made that record uh pretty quick and uh you know while he was touring and and uh it was just a pleasure uh from the beginning to the end and we had fun hanging out together and uh it was really good for us because we had both been separately on the road even though we had toured together in the past you know we had both been busy for you know 15 years doing one thing or another and it was it was good for us on a on a brotherly uh, family style get together level, and it was good for us musically because we got to go and do all the things that we'd been thinking about doing, but hadn't because we were in a particular um, situation before. Right. So it was a it was also a bust out, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was just fun all the way around, and uh, of course. Um, the shock of what happened before, you know, that Stevie got killed before this album came out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so the, uh, yes, it was, uh, it was just a shock. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it, but the, but the, the album itself, I mean, definitely the, the, the fact that it was such a fun thing for you to make, it, it comes across as, you can you know, hear you can that. Hear that exactly the excitement and the joy in in your playing from both ear and the. I think you know. I I don't know what we would have done next, but I know we would have done another one. And uh, um, it was it was really um, a sad loss. A popular yeah. record, you know. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And you and, still. Uh, you but but it, it, it but but there was sort of a cloud over it, you know. After. Sure. Sure. Uh, people didn't know whether it was okay to like it or not, you know. Then. It seems like, sure, because they were being respectful, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you, you couldn't help but like it, really. As I say, it was a, one of those very, very uplifting albums for me personally. I was, I always thought it was one of your finest works, the pair of you. But um, do you still play stuff from that album, then, or I, I think I saw you. You know, I do. Uh, last night, um, um, last night I played uh, uh, DFW and. Uh, and um, white boots. Right. But so we still do. We uh, on the gig we do a little bit of everything. Mostly our new thing, but we do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, also. Okay. And and on that album, um, of course, you played on Hillbillies from Outer Space. You did a bit of lap steel guitar. Is that something that you still tinker with now and again, or? Uh, well, I have. 
uh, I have a few of them at home, and I it's sort of a a hobby, but uh, it's such an intense instrument. You have to. I found out that you know you have to play the steel guitar all the time to to play it like the masters, basically. To, to be yeah, able to play all those lovely you, country notes. Otherwise, you sound like an amateur, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not well, an instrument thought, to sound like an amateur, like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I decided, uh, after a, a fooling around with it for a while, I, I decided, well, maybe I should, I should try to play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I shouldn't quit my day job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you've done all right with the guitar, to be honest. But... <laughs> How how do you but, go you about? Know, I, I I like to I love music of course and but I love other instruments I love trumpet and saxophone and I can't play them but I I I love the piano and the drums and I love all that stuff so right and I, do do you ever play play that stuff as well because because Doyle Brammel's known better as a as a drummer isn't he but he also plays guitar and stuff like that and oh he plays guitar a little bit he plays you know like. It plays enough to write a song on it. You know? Right. That's the way I do. I use the piano for writing songs, and you know, I, I, I play around with other instruments, but I can't really. You wouldn't get up really in front of a thousand people or two thousand people and play a drum solo, then. No. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't try that. <laughs> um, so, and generally, the, the 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 music scene in Austin now, then, do, do you feel it's as vibrant as it? as it maybe was 10 years ago, let's say? Uh, well, you know, I mean, of course, uh, my favorite thing was when uh, we were playing at Antone's and at the, the Roman and uh, the One Night and uh, all the different clubs like that uh, back in the day. But, you know, it's still going good. Um, there's some really great uh, jazz and country and... Uh, are there any any young um, artists too. that you think we should be looking out for over here? I can tell you um, uh, a couple of guys for sure. Uh, Gary Clark, you've ever heard of Gary Clark? Yeah, yeah. Gary Clark is um, he's a terrific singer, songwriter, great guitar player. Uh, also, uh, Nick Curran. Right. I don't know if you've heard Nick. I haven't Curran. heard. I haven't heard of him. K U R R E N. Right. I believe. Um, He's fantastic. He plays. He sounds like um, I don't know. I mean, he sounds like Nick Curran, but he sounds like uh, like Gatemouth Brown or something. I mean, he's he's terrific, right? And a great singer. He sings. He sounds. Uh, he sings like Little Richard or something. I mean, it's incredible. Sounds um, sounds really good. And there's several jazz guys. Uh, there's a couple of jazz guys that I listen to in Austin that I really like. So right. there there is. There, it's really still going. A lot of people showed up there that wanted to play music, you know. Because it's famous and, uh, for the for the South by Southwest festival. Well, it is over here, anyways. Now, if, if you mention Austin, people seem to think the South by Southwest music festival. Yeah, well, that's just um, a bunch of guys uh, who are supposed to be in the music business trying to figure out how to spend their expense cards. I think <laughs> right. accounts, but. Uh, no, it's not no, quite, it, 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 not it, quite it, the romantic image that we have over here. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to be silly. Um, it's, um, you know, it's it's more like just a convention, right? Yeah. So I mean, people that live there, you know, 
we like to play at the festival. Well, we play there all the time, and and uh, it's an old year thing for you, rather than just a a two week thing. Yeah, little, Doug yeah. Psalm called it South by So What. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it true? Do you like Doug Psalm? Sorry, carry on. Do you like Doug Psalm? Yes, yes. Yeah, he was terrific, and see, he he lived there too. It's, I always it's, think it's of a, him when they say Austin. There's a, there's a lot of people have come out of Austin that you think ah, yes, Austin. It's a, it's a place we'll visit once, and famous for bats, of course, as well, isn't it? Over well, it is again in the UK. People say yeah, Austin, yeah, Texas, you, oh, it's got bats. You, should, you should definitely come there and um, and check it out. And uh, one day, it would be, be absolutely good. A, a little throwaway question: Is it true that you once supported Jimi Hendrix, lent him your wah wah pedal, and it broke? Uh, well, uh, what actually happened was I was uh, in a group. I was like 16, and we opened for him at, in Dallas at, the, at his show. Right. It was, um, and um, he broke his Wawa pedal, and, and uh, his roadie said, can we use yours? And I said, well, of course. And uh, so they said, well, here... You can have the broken one, and here's 50 bucks. And we want this one because it was on Sunday, and they couldn't buy one. Right. So. You did. <laughs> you I did it. <laughs> what a claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was terrific. You know, he was terrific. And uh, it was amazing, you know, being 15 years old and, and meeting Jimi Hendrix. You sure. Know. Did, did any of his style rub off on you, do you think, or? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think so. I mean, I I brought um, the first Jimi Hendrix record home. I'm the oldest of me and Stevie and I. Yeah. I'm four years older. Yeah. So I'm the one that brought home uh, a guitar and blues records. And, and as a matter of fact, I brought home the Jimi Hendrix 45 of Purple Haze uh, before anybody knew uh, around there knew who Jimi Hendrix was. Right. So I brought... You know, I always loved Jimi Hendrix. I mean, he was he was fantastic. You know, right? Of course. Um, you've re you've recently been over in the UK now um, at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Is that right? Yes, that was terrific. Now, do you came? Is it right? Because you've got a massive interest in cars, and I I only just recently learned this. Actually, I didn't realize you were such a a hot rod enthusiast and builder and designer and award winning hot rod builder, sort of custom car builder. Do, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, well, when, when I was a kid, um, before I started playing guitar, I, all I did was think about cars, and uh, I, drew, I drew cars, pictures of cars, before I went to school even. And uh, uh, I built model cars, and really I just had cars on the brain. And uh, so when I started playing guitar, I thought, well, maybe I can get good on the guitar, and then I can buy a car. You know, if I yeah. if I practice really hard, I can make some money and buy a car. So, um, and I've I've loved cars ever since. And so after uh, a few years, I started wanting a car again. And uh, actually, I'd never even had one. It was just the a fantasy, you know. Uh -huh. um, and so, uh, I, you know, dreams come true if you work on it. Sure. 
And, um, and that's what it was. I, I, um, I got a car. I was driving around in an old car that, I mean, a, a, a new car that I didn't like, and I thought to myself, I'll just sell this thing and, and get an old car because that's what I want. And uh, that was all. It was as easy as that. But, it, you know, people, it takes people a while to figure out what to do sometimes. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, that's been 30 years ago. And um, so I, I, I've approached my uh, car uh, hobby the same way that I approached music or uh -huh. art. Uh -huh. I just, uh, it's a total fantasy, and uh, except you can drive these, you know. <laughs> And drive them to the grocery store, and, and it's so much fun. And you get in these cars and drive across the country, and you forget about all your problems. Sure. And, and was that the car that you arrived in? I've just seen a little clip on YouTube of you getting out of this beautiful surf green or foam green, is it a Cadillac? At, at Goodwood and Stark uh, Yeah, Plain. that was at the Goodwood. That was my 61 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. So that was your own uh, car? That's, yes. that's your car. It's a, had that brought over, and then I mean, what a great way to start a concert! Is it something that you might do in the future again? Or well, I would love to do it again. <laughs> it's just it was it was a bit like being in the um, carnival, you know, because I would drive on the track in my car and speed up to the in front of the stage and jump out of the car and start playing with the band who was yeah. on a who were on a flatbed truck. Yeah, I've seen uh, the little clip there, and this was. Um, this was all uh, Charles March's idea. Right. And uh, at first, uh, I thought, he said, would you like to do this? And I was like, you're kidding. I, I, didn't, I didn't believe that it was real, you know. It sounded crazy. Uh, but then he convinced me that he really meant business. And, and I was like, well, okay, this sounds like a blast. And it, and it, was, it was a really amazing uh, combination of things to do all at once. Uh, you know, with the band on the flatbed trailer and yeah. everything, uh, yeah. uh, it was incredible. And then, and then fellow guitar players to Hot Rodders, uh, Jeff Beck and Billy Gibbons, of course, were there doing... Uh, absolutely. I mean, we were, we were having a ball. So were you looking under each other's hoods then and checking out the vibes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you know, I mean, at Goodwood, Goodwood is the, the premier... It's automobile uh, event in Europe, I guess. Um, it's incredible. I mean, there's every kind of race car, every kind of antique car, every kind of new car. Right. Uh, it was incredible. You couldn't even see all the cars. There were so many uh, fantastic. And each car has a story, you know. Sure, sure. So... Um, obviously, you, you really enjoyed that. What about uh, touring the UK and, and Europe in general? Will, will we be able to see you back over here at some point, do you think? Or? Well, absolutely. We were over there last year, and uh, um, we have plans to come, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't have a date to tell right. you, but... Uh, will, will, will you be able to maybe tour more of, of the UK than... Because usually, well, I don't say usually, but quite often you only get to get to play London or something like that. Would there be a chance of you playing more provincial towns and cities. I think the last time I saw you, where, where we are, which is a place called Newcastle-upon-Tyne, you were supporting Buddy Guy uh, and a little oh, theatre yeah, in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, was a, uh, that was a fun gig. That was in that theatre. Yeah, 
That's right, in the Tyne Theatre. That was a terrific uh, sounding place. A lovely, a lovely venue. And I just, and then after that, I think the next time was Maryport over in Cumbria uh, yes. for, their, for their anniversary. Well, that was fun. I'd love to. Uh, I love playing in England and, and, uh, and all around there. I, I've never been to Ireland either. Oh, right. Well, so you... I, I'd like to go to Ireland someday. And, uh, but, um, you know, we, that's why we have this new record out really soon and, uh, you know, so quick from the last one. And uh, we'd love to come back. So excellent. Well, I really do hope that you can get back up north and and uh, play again. For uh, you have a lot of fans up here in the northeast of England, and I'm sure they'd love to see you and the band play live again. Be it in that the, the theatre that you were at last time or, or some other venue, it would be absolutely fantastic to see you. One very very quick question: uh, a, a okay. friend of mine who's a, an acoustic slide player asked me to ask you this. Um, with the, the sound of six strings down, would you ever feel like doing an acoustic album a bit like, like what Lightning and Hopkins would have done? Something of that nature, a pure acoustic, finger-picked album. Well, you know, I've actually uh, recorded one. I've got one in the can. All right. Uh, that, you know, I may work on again someday. Um, so I have thought about that, and I do, I do really like that um, that style, I really like Little Son Jackson and Lightning Hopkins and, and and those guys. So I should do that someday, but I'm having so much fun playing with the saxophones in the band right and now. And the, the big band sound. Yeah, I love it. That's good. Jimmy, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for taking the time out to, to talk to us here in the UK. And uh, I hope that we can meet again in, in the UK sometime when you come over and play. And Fantastic. Best. Thank you, and let's do it. Excellent. Best of luck with the rest of the tour. Okay, and thank cheers. you so much. Thank you so Bye -bye. much. Bye.